to um, be a man as, as God intended it. So, um, yeah, all all the all the the knockoff versions out there, um, whichever version out there um, is is just that, right? It's it's artificial, um, it's hollow, um, it's a veneer, and so just don't don't settle for for a knockoff version of of masculinity when when you've got Jesus. Hey, all things listeners, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe and maybe even leave a comment or review. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of All Things. My name is Jen Oshman, and I am joined by Vince Greenwald, who I'm going to introduce here in just a second. But this is a bonus episode of All Things. Something has come up that felt so important that I felt like, you know what, we need to just release a additional episode to our normal programming. And um, you all, if you follow me on social media, you've seen some hints about this over the last couple of weeks, but we are going to dive in to the question of who is Andrew Tate and why is he having an immense influence on the sons and boys um, in our youth groups and in our churches and our families and our homes? What is going on here? Because if you're like me, about a month ago, you had no idea who Andrew Tate was. I have noticed that those of us who are parents have been pretty clueless. Um, but on December, in late December, one of my teen daughters came down the stairs and yelled to another teen daughter, hey, Andrew Tate has finally been arrested. And they were both giddy and like, oh, thank God, finally. And my husband and I are sitting there. We're like, who is Andrew Tate? We had no idea. And they're like, mom and dad, are you, do you live under a rock? You know, all of our classmates, all of the guys at our school love Andrew Tate. They follow him. They think everything about is awesome. And my girls go to a local Christian high school. So this was alarming that somebody who their peers follow was arrested. So my husband and I started to do some digging. Then Andrew Tate's name started to kind of come up again amongst other moms. And anyway, um, as I shared a little bit on social media, I heard from so many of you who were like, who's Andrew Tate? And then some of you were like, oh yeah, he is having, he is wrecking havoc amongst the boys in my life. So help us out. So that's what this episode is all about. I invited Vince on with me to help you and me understand who's Tate, what itch is he scratching? What void is he filling? Why are young um, men and boys attracted to him, especially in our sphere of sort of conservative Christianity. Why are boys from these homes drawn to Tate? So Vince, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Please go ahead and introduce yourself to the All Things audience. And um, maybe just let us know like where you serve, what you do, what your life is like, and then maybe introduce to how you first heard about Andrew Tate, what you see, you know, how you see him impacting your community or the broader community at large. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jen. Uh, my name is Vince Greenwald. I am the youth minister at Emmanuel Nashville, and that is a blast. I get to minister to about 100 middle schoolers and high schoolers, uh, and we we do Wednesday nights together in, in small groups, and then Sunday mornings together I teach in kind of a classroom-style environment. Uh, and then we worship with, with the, the whole body um, at, at the second service. And yeah, I, I get to, to pastor young people and their families and, and it's a blast. My life right now is, is pretty, um, dominated by the, the littlest member of our family. We've got a eight week old right now. So, um, changing a lot of diapers, um, and, and not sleeping a ton, but, but having a blast and it's fun. We, we've got a two year old daughter, um, and uh, a four year old son and watching them become, uh, big siblings and, 
um, just their their sweet attempts to care for for uh, our, our baby girl has been really sweet. So that's a little bit of, of what my life has been like as of late. Uh, we had we had a, a pretty it was a slow holiday season, but but chaotic all the mm. same. In the walls of inside the walls of our house, in, in terms of of Tate, uh, about about like everyone else, um, started hearing the name uh, about a month or two months ago, and uh, yeah, sometimes as as youth ministers, uh, sometimes people expect us to be ahead of the curve on on all uh, pop culture things, but I'm I'm pretty uh, technologically disconnected. Um, I, I'm not, um, I don't have the Instagram app on, on my phone or, or, or TikTok or, or those types of things, mostly because, uh, I want to be an example to the students in our ministry. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to have an active presence on apps that I think are pretty harmful to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the, one of the downsides of that is that you, you aren't aware of these things until, until, um, yeah, they've, they've had, they've made quite a mark, um, so yeah, I started hearing his name about a month or, or two months ago, and and then as I as I dug in, um, I was just yeah pretty horrified by um, just what Tate represents, uh, what what he what he is selling, um, and and just the the depravity uh, all over both both his work, but then uh, the consumption of it, the, the ap- appetite of it, um, and and just how how quickly. Um, uh, really, really twisted um, advice gets around the world these days. Gosh, that is a powerful sentence. How quickly twisted advice travels around the world. You're absolutely right because Tate has clearly struck a chord. Um, and I know for the listener who doesn't yet know who Tate is, we're going to get there. We're going to share the details of why we're super alarmed and concerned. But before we go there, I guess I would love to hear your perspective. I can share mine as well on, you know, what is it that these young men and boys were attracted to? You know, like who did Tate present himself to be? Because my understanding, or at least my exposure in the families near here and the schools and youth near here is that um, many teen boys from Christian families were drawn to things about Tate. And then they didn't necessarily believe the deeper, darker things that we're going to share. You know, they, they were swept into his influence felt empowered by him, um, felt, you know, even some have said things like Tate cured their depression, um, lifted them up out of a dark place. And so they're, they really grew like a loyalty to him. I think maybe before they understood the reasons that Tate was arrested. Um, what can you speak to that at all events? Like what, what was on the surface maybe that is attractive to young men and teen boys? Yeah, I, I know that um, the the person that that I know of that ha- has kind of been impacted by by Tate's social media presence the most um, is just a car fan. They like they like cars, and Tate um, owns a lot of fancy cars and and posts a lot of videos about them. And um, so so that kind of um, drew him in. And I, I think. When it when it comes to social media platforms, that um, confidence really um, draws a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just speaking with conviction, um, speaking to the I think a perennial question that that men ask is, "Do I have what it takes?" 
And I, I think Tate is is actively um, evangelizing and saying, hey, I have what it takes. Mm-hmm. I am this, this masculine, um, this this like perfectly masculine figure. I have what it takes and I'm going to train you. I'm, I'm going to, to teach you my ways. I'm going to teach you how to get cars, how to get women, um, how to get money. And I think, I think um, men without, especially young men without better uh, examples, um, better guides, uh, better confident voices and, and like men of conviction in their lives are going to um, be tricked by that, be fooled by that and, and drawn in by that confidence, um, that, that bravado. That is really helpful. The question, do I have what it takes? So, you know, as a mom of teens, uh, of teen girls, it's helpful for me to hear that. You know, I think girls wrestle with that too. Absolutely. But to hear from you, a young man yourself, you know, discipling and shepherding teen boys, that question of, do I have what it takes? And then just that attraction to a guy that's like, yeah, well, I have what it takes. So let me teach you and train you up in that. Um, and so he, yeah, he's really attractive then to men who want to be shaped by something that seems strong, powerful, effective. Um, and Tate does, like you said, like he, his social media platform is full of cars and women, um, bodybuilding, nutrition, advice, wealth, um, management, growing your wealth, getting rich, um, all of these things. And so I, I could see how a guy would look at that and say, yeah, that's attractive, what else does this guy have to say? One, um, I read an article last night and I'd like to hear what you think about this. Um, a secular article, totally secular perspective, but the writer said this. she said, Tate under the banner of free speech, so-called alpha males challenge woke orthodoxies in the culture wars and use social media to spread their toxic masculinity. So, her perspective and one perspective that I've heard from other moms is that there's boys feel this pressure from the current environment, um, whether it's school curriculum or media or social media. And this author calls it, it's not words I would use, but woke orthodoxies is what, how this author put it. Um, that you, you know, using free speech, they want to challenge that. They want to speak into that. So some moms have shared with me and I'm again, mom of girls, right? So I've talked to my husband a lot about this and these other moms about it. Love for you to speak into it. But this sense that teens and young men feel like a pressure, that they can't be confident, strong men, that they have to ascribe to a certain politically correct form of masculinity, that there's a fear of being perceived as a toxic masculine male, um, and that, that maybe the pendulum has swung so far to be like this, that then Tate is attractive to them because he's unapologetically male, masculine, strong, confident. What I, I know that is a really complicated question, but what do you think about that? Do you see that pendulum swing? And is that part of what's going on here? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I don't know how many uh, teenage uh teenage boys would be able to put their finger on uh, or, or, or define uh, terms like like toxic masculinity or or really maybe feel like uh, masculinity, traditional masculinity is is under attack. Um, I, I do feel like the the life of the just the average um, young young um, teenage boy is incredibly passive. It, mm. it 
involves like hours and upon hours of, of video games um, and of, of, of scrolling through apps. And that feels really far from what um, men and women are designed to do, but especially men that like need to be active. Um, that, that, uh, want to, to, you know, go slay dragons and, and want to, um, use your strength to, to serve other people. And so if your life is, uh, pretty sedentary, um, if it involves a lot of like sitting, sitting at a, at a desk, uh, gaming on a computer, talking to friends through, a um, uh, a headset. And then there's this, there's this picture of, of a guy with cars and, and women and, and money. And he's also a guy who's, who's working out, right. Who, who, um, is, is using their body and, um, and, and, and working out physically, then there's something that, that I think that really resonates, um, because it's kind of the photo negative of, of, uh, a real like sedentary, like the typical teenage boy, um, lifestyle now, which is so dominated by, by video games. Um, and, and TikTok and, and maybe watching other people play sports, uh, but not being mm-hmm. active ourselves. So mm. I think I think that's a part of it. And then the other the other thing that, um, well, I, I guess two other things that have have to play a role in this is uh, America has uh, leads leads the world of of all the 195 plus countries in the world. America has the the most um, children being raised in single parent homes uh, okay. by percentage in the world. Um, so that's, that is uh, the environment that all this is taking place in. And so um, there's a, there's an absence of, of uh, older men in the lives of younger men. And that, uh, that really, I think, especially as a youth minister, that's a challenge to the church uh, mm-hmm. to move towards um, men, young men that are isolated, young men that don't have, that don't have role models because so much when we talk about fa- uh, masculinity and, and femininity, so much of it is caught, uh, more than it is taught. So much of it is something that's seen. And when we start to teach really overly defined, um, versions of, of, of masculinity, a lot of times we do so in a way that, that doesn't really fit with the Bible. We see all sorts of different types of men, uh, in the scriptures, but, uh, masculinity is definitely taught. And, and so, um, there's, there's an absence of, of men that are discipling younger men mm-hmm. in, in our culture. Um, and I also think that the part of that is older men that are, that are kind of in the space of, of younger men or, or dads out there. Uh, we, if, if our, if our kids are, are being exposed, if our boys are being exposed to really confident, um, really persuasive teaching um, on on TikTok from from people like Andrew Tate. Uh, then we need to like with confidence, with conviction, um, teach. Hey, here's why this is wrong. Here's here's what masculinity actually looks like. It looks like a man submitted to God, mm-hmm. and and so to speak with conviction into these into these spaces and and to men um, is is really is really significant. The, the last thing I'll say on this is I, I think there, there has to be something going on here, uh, which is the, the gender confusion in, in society. Um, I, I think there, there could be, there could be something, um, a, a link there where maybe I'm not, I'm not aware that talk or that, that masculinity is under attack. Um, but if you're on, if you're on, um, 
the the apps, Instagram and TikTok, like like most uh, teenage boys, you're you're seeing a lot of just gender confusion in society mm-hmm. and a lot of questions of, of what is a man, what is a woman, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of really just the denial of the fact that we're embodied um, creatures that that God made us that way, and. Um, in in response to that, I think maybe that could be where a, a woke orthodoxy is is kind of leading to this this reaction. Yeah. But I, I have no ideas uh, in my orbit. I, I can't I can't change that. Um, I don't have this massive following or influence, and, and I can't um, have that big impact on culture. I can though move towards um, like isolated young men that are um, that are needing uh, just an example of of what does it look like. Uh, to be a godly man. Yeah. Man, Vince, you just preached us a whole sermon. There's so much there. I mean, all three of those points, I just want to grab hold of those and just drive them home for a second. You said, you know, first the video game piece and just the average teen boy lifestyle is far from what humans were created to do and be like the typical average situation. And that's so good. I mean, anybody, man, woman, or otherwise, young or old, when we live for less than we were made to live for, there's going to be dissatisfaction. There's going to be depression. We're going to grab hold of a better example and follow that. And so I, I really appreciate what you're saying. And that's something that we could lean into. That's a, that could be a whole nother episode, you know, the, the sort of sedentary lifestyle of teens. Um, but the second thing you said, you know, is the absence of men, fathers, male role models. Um, that is something that I have written about before that sociologists call the great scatter and that is the scattering of families, the dispersion of families and dads not being present. Um, and I think one thing is we may have, even in the church, intact families. But I think sometimes, and I want to say this lightly and with care, dads are just not leaning in to their son's lives in a, in a meaningful way. Um, they feel pressures themselves. They've, they're busy with the demands of work. Um, but also maybe lack their own vision for, you know, thriving and masculinity and strength. And so, and maybe embroiled themselves in their own sin, you know, knowing how much pornography um, has grabbed the hold of the hearts of so many men and women. Um, you know, if you're struggling with something yourself, it's hard to disciple your son away from that. Um, that can be tricky. So just, yeah, the, the, the um, absence of dads and maybe what you said, you know, that's the, so tricky for youth ministers is where are the men leaning in and a call to the church to lean in. That is, that's really helpful. And then your third point about just gender confusion. I think you're absolutely right. We do not know what to do with the fact that we are embodied souls. You know, we have, we fall so short when we think about our bodies, our minds and our souls. Um, And in the church too, I think we have, we lack a strong theology of what it means and um, what these bodies mean and how they were created by God and for God. Yeah. Would you add anything to those three points? Those, those were three meaty points and I, I want to keep going, but anything else? Cause those were really helpful. Yeah. I, I think, I think you, you just touched on it, but um, these are, these are not just cultural problems, but theological and, mm-hmm. and they have like this theological root. Um, I would say that, that are, um, with painting with a broad brush, just our American evangelical tradition, theological tradition has, um, has really struggled to, to teach, um, masculinity in a way that isn't, 
um, really cliche yeah. and that doesn't ex exclude and um, that, that doesn't just, you know, devolve into uh, barbecues and, and uh, football watch parties and, and those Perfect. types of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, a, that's a theological problem, right? Like that's, that's a failure to, to uh, attend to the scriptures and, and, and speak to uh, just the many, the many like types of, of godly men we see there. Um, and then the, the second um, point, um, yeah, we, we don't, we, we really lack, um, we, we don't have good theology around uh, like, what are our bodies for and yeah. uh, do they matter? Um, so yeah, yeah. Theological, theological problems. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit more theology here in a minute. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for me to just kind of speak into the realities of Andrew Tate. So I'll take a minute to do this. Um, maybe warn listeners who have little ones in the car. The next couple of minutes might not be fit for um, underage listeners, but I did. I spent at least 20 hours, maybe more over the last couple of weeks, just pouring over Andrew Tate's content and um, articles about him online because one thing I've heard people say is like, is it that big of a deal? Like it's one guy, you know, who, who cares? He's going, he's in prison, you know, isn't this all kind of going away? And while I would love to believe that the reality is if not Andrew Tate, it'll be somebody else. He's been successful because there is an environment that is ready to hear from him and ready to follow him. So um, I think there might be a, a um, tendency to think like, oh, he's not that big of a deal, toxic guy, you know, misogynist, eh, what's the big deal? But I did want to just say, especially to parents, youth workers, all right, this, this is who Andrew Tate really is, so that you have an idea. Okay, so quickly, um, Andrew Tate is a British American former kickboxer. He was also on the reality show Big Brother. And so he's really risen to infamy, I would say, um, making these viral misogynistic rants about male dominance and female submission. So for years, you saw this like bodybuilding cars, how to get rich. But under that, um, for years still, there's these clips about um, how to be a dominant male, how to make females submit to you. Um, in his online videos, he does regularly advocate violence against women. Um, he says women are partially responsible for being raped and that women belong to men. He even instructs men on how to carry out acts of violence against women in some of his videos. Um, so Tate, you know, he, he poses with fast cars and guns and portrays himself as a cigar smoking playboy, <laughs> but it gets darker as he talks about, you know, things like choking women, taking their belongings, keeping them from going out. Um, his TikTok has been wildly successful. He was the most Googled man in 2022. His TikTok has had over 11.6 billion views before he was kicked off the platform for his violent content. Um, Women have been making allegations against Tate for the last seven or eight years, um, particularly in the UK. Some allegations came out regarding um, trafficking and rape, but those investigations were botched and then they were dropped. So Tate has been able to sort of fly under the radar until now. Um, he and his brother moved to Romania a couple of years ago. Um, Tate said he just really wanted the freedom to do what he wanted to do. Um, and what he wanted to do actually in the way that he's gotten wealthy is through human trafficking. So Tate and his brother were finally um, arrested in Romania in December. 
Romanian authorities allege that they mislead their victims into believing that they intend to marry them or to cohabitate, have a relationship with them. Um, And then they transport their victims to Romania and um, they recruit them with false displays of affection. And then they force women to perform pornographic content via physical violence and mental coercion. Romanian authorities have said that Tate and other men use intimidation, constant surveillance, control, and the evoking of alleged debts to force women to work as girls on camera. So essentially, he dates women, brings them home, and then lures them into working for him. Um, He says he's had as many as 75 women working for him at one time across the US, the UK, and Romania. Um, And essentially, these women are performing sex on camera. And then men across the world are paying to watch and subscribe to it. And that's how Tate has made his money. Um, He says he's made it through, you know, trading cryptocurrency online, um, hustling, as his website, Hustlers University says. Um, But the reality is he's made his money through human trafficking. So, um, you know, Tate was, it was hard to listen to. It's hard to do those 20 to 30 hours of research. He often contradicts himself. He's confusing, um, but he does come across as unashamedly confident, as you pointed out earlier, Vince. And there is something attractive to that as, as young men see his, you know, worldly success and the confidence with, with which he speaks. And then he says, hey, you two can have this. Just come to my Hustlers University, join the real world, as he says, and pay um, 50 bucks a month. You two can learn what I do. Um, and then, of course, just the pornography online is what has made him really, really wealthy. So, That in a nutshell is who Tate is. Um, I'm sure you'll hear more as the Romanian court case further develops Um, and just keep an eye out for what those allegations are. And like I said, Tate, yes, he's in prison and so is his brother. I hope they stay there for a long, long time. Um, But as the most Googled name in the whole wide world, it helps us to know who he is and what he has done. So let's now turn to the theological and pastoral perspective here, Vince. We we need hope, right? Right. Can you help us unpack? You have already started. You kind of scratched the surface here. What's theologically going on? What's pastorally going on? Um, help us take help us take this conversation, you know, in a biblical perspective. Yeah, that's that's just sobering uh, to. I mean, I, I know those things about about Tate, but to hear them laid out, um, it's it's really sobering. I, I think. <laughs> that uh, just just as an aside we we need to when, when there's young young men and women in our orbit that are impacted by by Tate or that say oh I like his car videos or those types of things we need to speak with conviction uh, and say uh, hey you're watching the videos of a sex trafficker yeah. um, and then and then you know ask the question hey do you know what that is uh, and then if they say uh, they'll probably say no and we say as someone who who is selling sex, um, who is who is manipulating and and recruiting um, women to um, you know, be held against their will and 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 uh, perform on camera um, for for men that are paying them. And uh, yeah, just we need to call a spade what a, uh, a call a spade a spade mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to what Tate's doing. Uh, a lot of times we kind of tiptoe around cultural issues um, like like this, um, and this this is definitely and, and this type of influence is definitely it's not something that we can uh, speak passively to, because Tate isn't speaking passively, um, and and like you said, whoever will come after him um, isn't going to sp- speak passively. So, 
that's that's just something I was thinking as you were, as you were talking about it is we we need to we need to call um, his influence and and his 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 work what it is. Um, he's he's a sex trafficker. He's he's a pimp, um, and uh, his business, as far as I know, in in the UK, um, what he was doing was was legal um, under laws there. Uh, so so it's it's legal um, in the Western world that that kind of prides it. We pride ourselves um, in the West on on being a society that empowers women, and um, and um, and yet um, there's there's nothing empowering right about um, a webcam business that um, is is run by pimps. So we need to speak directly to that um, and 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 call it what it is. Expose the works of darkness. Um, that's that's definitely something going going on here theologically. And I think, you know, the, the school administrators or administrators um, at, a, at a Christian school where a lot of the, the young men are, are watching um, Tate Steph need to need to do that. And, and youth ministers need to do that. Uh, and, and parents need to do that. So that's that's one thing. Um, uh, another thing theologically going on here is, is just this this cultural conversation about toxic masculinity and, and healthy masculinity. I. I I, I know that those those are words that we have to engage with because they're in the culture, yeah. uh, but I think it's really important that we reclaim uh, biblical language around when when culture offers us um, you know terms that that then we we kind of start to assume uh, toxic masculinity and healthy masculinity aren't aren't super helpful terms. Uh, and I think they're kind of alienating uh, for men like to hear toxic and next to masculine uh, is challenging. But I think I think we should use the terms uh, fallen masculinity or, or rebellious mm-hmm. masculinity versus um, righteous masculinity or, or godly mm-hmm. masculinity. Because uh, when we when we talk about um, when we talk about masculinity, we, we can't do so as Christians without looking to uh, to Jesus and, and without um, looking to to the scriptures and see. Um, a, a, a healthy expression of masculinity in, in the Bible um, is, is not about necessarily balance, but about conviction and about submission to God uh, and, and just a, a complete devotedness to him and his ways. So I, I think that's, that's a part of it, right? Um, is, is recognizing toxic masculinity is, is toxic uh, because it's sinful. Uh, be, because it's um, abusive, because it's manipulative, and that's the exact opposite of, of the types of, of men that, that Jesus makes us into and, and calls us to be. So I, I think the language thing is, is a part of it. Uh, I also think theologically we just shouldn't be surprised by uh, people like Tate. We, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, sin is popular, uh, that sin goes viral, because um, our scriptures um, just just alert us to this, they they warn us to this, and then our own hearts our own hearts are are drawn to sin, um, and and so when when we when we think about Tate, the, the first passage that that I went to uh, just mentally was was First John chapter two, and uh, John's writing this uh, two thousand years ago, nineteen hundred and fifty years ago, and he, he uses these three words to describe uh, just the sinful world. He says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in, in, them, in him. 
for all that is in the world, these three things, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those three things, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. When you, when you think about Tate's, uh, Tate's feed, um, what is it represent? Like what, what is there that, that couldn't fall into these categories of the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the, the pride of life? Like that is, um, that is a perfect description of, of his, his, uh, his platform and, and what it represents, mm-hmm. what's compelling about it. And, and so John's warning these Christians, um, in a time, far before TikTok, uh, about these exact same things, because the human heart um, and, and a man's heart is, is, is drawn to these things, uh, and yet they're not defined by that. Um, John's able to, in, in that same passage, um, this is great, and you asked, where, where's the hope here? Um, the verse before that, John, John um, is, is literally writing to young men in this context. He says, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. So uh, it's, it's amazing when we, when we start um, letting the Bible help us engage culture and, and um, just recognize there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, yes, we have devices uh, and apps that, that seem to uh, kind of bring out the worst of us or at least make it spread a lot quicker. Um, but there's nothing new under the sun in a sense of these same things that, that Tate is, is peddling and, and selling, uh, today and that he's representing and that people are consuming, uh, were the th- same things that, that John was warning, um, early Christians uh, about, but then also he's able to write with, in that same breath to just say, um, to say, right. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of hope in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another verse that, that I was just thinking about is, is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, 15, as we talk about just the, the lack of um, male role models and, and fathers in a lot of um, homes. Um, Paul, Paul is, is writing uh, to, to the Corinthians and he says, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers for I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Um, so there is a category um, in, in the New Testament for a spiritual family. Uh, and actually for people, m- many people leaving or, or um, not, not having uh, an earthly family and, that in, and yet gaining a hundredfold in return, mothers, um, fathers, sisters, brothers um, in, in Christ. And so... Uh, as as we think about just the the amount of of young men that are just kind of caught up in Tate's influence and and lack um, godly men as an example, um, our our Bibles compel us uh, to to get involved. Uh, our, our 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 Bibles compel us to, and the gospel compels us to um, to influence um, and and look for. Um, yeah, just just men that we can move towards um, in in discipleship and and with conviction, uh, and and it's really needed right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tate, 
Tate really shows us that. So that's, that's part of, I I think, uh, just a theological, uh, like what's going on theologically as, Mm -hmm. as we think about who Andrew Tate is. That is incredibly helpful. Um, I, I love what you have just done in opening the word and saying the word helps us interpret, understand, translate culture. Um, and the fact that John writing 2000 years ago speaks exactly to what we're talking about this morning. Um, the word of God is helpful. So let us turn to it and may moms and dads and youth workers and just adults who love any, you know, who are alive and breathing and have Jesus in them, use God's word to influence this generation. Um, it will not fall short. It is able, it is capable of speaking into this moment. Vince, let's close with one last thing, maybe just kind of twofold. One, um, just some things that you would say to parents and youth workers in this, you've, you've kind of spoken to this already, but maybe a succinct way of like, here, when you turn off this podcast episode, go do this with the teens in your life. And then secondly, leave us on just a hopeful note. Why should we not despair that Andrew Tate's the most globally popular man right now? Yeah. Yeah. So to, to parents and youth workers, I would, I would just say this is not, um, this is not a moment and and there's never been a moment where our, our answer, um, or our, our next move is, is to be passive. Um, we, we have been, been given by, by the Lord, um, just a a role to play in, in, as, as parents, uh, just being the primary discipler of our, of our kids. And, I think a lot of times we, we, we think of that as, as more of just kind of a, a passive provision, drive them to the right places, get them involved in some good activities. Um, but I think parents should also be the primary preachers to their mm-hmm. kids uh, in terms of the ones that, that are, are, are speaking the word of God to them and, and, and um, yeah, exposing the works of darkness um, and, then, and then also preaching the gospel um, to, to our kids. Um, that's, that's so crucial. Uh, I'll recommend a, a book, um, Ray Orland's, my my, my uh, former lead pastor here, uh, and and just a mentor to me. His book, The Death of Porn, is is just a great book. It's it's written um, as a series of letters um, from an older man to to a younger man, and the way that he talks about pornography, um, in a way that takes it seriously, um, but takes Jesus more seriously, and a way that's not shaming. Um, but, but rather I would say, um, exposing in in a healthy way. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great resource. It's, it's a unique resource in that space. Um, so I'd really recommend that book to, to dads out there. Um, and, and, um, moms feel free to feel free to order that, um, and, and order two copies, give one to your youth minister, um, or, or your husband and give one to your son. Mm -hmm. So I'd recommend that, um, but just in general, um, passivity is never like the way forward for us mm-hmm. that have it, that have an opportunity um, to to disciple the next generation. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, in a lot of ways, it's going to mean um, rethinking how technology works in your household. We are we are so um, just kind of beholden to this idea that this, that, that this is a private device and that kind of like what happens, um, after I get into my locked, you know, like you see the lock screen, um, the, the lock there, we think our phones are, are private. We think our devices are private. 
and I don't think that's how devices should work in, in a Christian household, either for parents or for, for kids. Um, and then, uh, man, there's, there's so many Christian parents that uh, would never let um, certain influences like walk through the front door. And yet Andrew Tate's um, behind the, the closed door of their kid's bedroom uh, that, you know, they're spending five or six hours um, a day on their phones um, in privacy. And so as parents, we, we can't be passive when it comes to um, thinking through the influence of, of technology on our, on our kids' lives. I know for, for me, I don't have TikTok or Instagram on my phones because I've just found that those those platforms are are just like far too, they just prey on the worst of me. Um, and they, they've got explore pages that, that push content. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, um, I think just a thousand reasons for us as parents to, in a gentle way, not in a, Hey, you're in trouble, you're grounded type way, but in a gentle way, say, Hey, our, our phones are shaping us. Um, they're, they're impacting us. And we, as a family are going to be more open, um, and, and more, uh, combative and, and less passive when it comes to thinking about how we use technology. Um, so yeah, I hope, I hope Tate is a wake up call for, um, I think just a kind of a general, maybe apathy or, or just kind of a, I don't, I don't know what to do about this, um, posture that, that I, I see a lot of Christian parents have towards kids and their devices. And I think there's this fear that, uh, if we do that, our kids are going to rebel and, and, and hate us. And, um, what, when I talk to young men that are struggling with, with, with anything on their phone, but especially pornography, they want help to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think if we, if we approach from this, this perspective of care um, and not from this perspective of, hey, like you're grounded for the next six months, mm-hmm. but if we approach and, and our, our, um, young, the young men in our lives with, hey, I, w- I want to pursue God with you. I want to help you. Um, be a, a godly young man. Uh, and I, I know you want to stop doing this and, and I want to, I want to help with that. They're going to receive that in a completely different way. So, uh, yeah, just don't be passive, uh, press into these things. It's hard, it's messy. Um, but, but do not be passive in this, in, in these areas. Um, you, you've got a limited amount of years, um, with, with your kids in your house and, um, the Lord's given you that role for a reason. Um, so use, use that influence. Um, I'm sorry, I'm rambling here, but another thing I wanted to say, parents underestimate the influence, um, that they have in their kids' lives. I think parents hear about Tate and they're like, oh man, um, my, my kid's watching Tate's videos. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to me. He's not thinking about like, doesn't care about our, this, this healthy marriage that we've been trying to cultivate and we've been taking him to church for all these years. And, uh, you know, he's just following Andrew Tate. But, but parents, um, parents are by far, I mean, research bears this out by far the greatest influence on their kids. And I, I think second on the list might be, uh, I could be off on this sticky faith has, um, put together this research, but lead pastors have a huge influence, uh, on teenagers as well. Actually, they're higher than, than youth ministers, which mm-hmm. just shows you the power of the preached word of God. Uh, but do not despair uh, if you're a parent and, and your kids are, are watching um, your stuff they shouldn't be watching on their phones. You are still their greatest influence. They've gotten hours upon hours upon hours with you. Um, and, and that's not in vain. The Lord hasn't wasted any of that. Uh, 
so, so don't despair. Um, even, even if, uh, even if things are, are just not, uh, the rela- your relationship with your kids is not where you want it to be right now. Um, they're still paying attention. They're still being shaped and influenced, um, by your time with them. So mm. yeah, that's, that's one thing. Um, a word of hope. Um, yeah, Tate's, Tate's really popular right now. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if a year from now, um, you know, his, his orbit is, is, is larger or, or, um, completely nothing. Typically, uh, these, these, in these, uh, social media, um, celebrities have a short shelf life. Um, but the, the man that does not have a short shelf life, the man that's not a fad is Jesus. Right. Um, and, and he's on the throne. Um, and, So Colossians one, uh, this is, (laughs) this is our hope, right? This is, this is, uh, the, the subheading here is the preeminence of Christ. Verse 17, he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Mm -hmm. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Mm -hmm. And so our, our hope in the midst of, uh, just a, a world that um, is 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 sometimes shockingly sinful, uh, and, and as we look into our own hearts, that are sometimes shockingly sinful, uh, is a person. It's it's Jesus. Uh, it's 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 the one um, who is sitting on the throne now, and the one who who um, God in His kindness sent uh, to a rebellious people uh, to bring uh, back to Him to to bring uh, peace. We have peace uh, with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he's our hope in the midst of this. He's also the picture of, of what, um, of, of he's, he's the new man, right? He's, he's the picture of, of, of what, um, he's the photo negative of, of Andrew Tate in a lot of ways. Um, and as, as we seek to disciple young men, uh, we, need to, we need to get to know Jesus better. Uh, and they need to get to know Jesus better. Um, and, and thankfully, we have God's word, right, to to um, open with them. So, yeah, that's hope, right? That 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 Tate um, will will in in one year or, or five years or ten years um, be a completely forgotten name, but but the name of Jesus would be praised, uh, is being praised around the world uh, by by countless believers, and will be praised for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's the good news. That is really good news, Vince. Yes. Thank you for closing us out on that tremendously hopeful note. I really appreciate that. Um, This Tate issue is big. It's a problem. Um, Discipling teen boys and young men is big, can be a problem as well, but you have couched it in what is true. And that is that Jesus is on the throne and we have hope because he is alive and he will help us. So I hope and pray that parents and youth workers and everybody else listening has been, you know, enlightened but also really encouraged and reminded to just return to the goodness of Christ and his word. Vince, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your wisdom and expertise as a youth worker with us. Grateful for how you're shaping the lives of those in your local community and grateful for um, your ability to just speak into the broader community through this podcast. So thank you, Vince. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jen. Hey, one, one last thing, if, if that's okay. I yeah. just want to encourage if, if there's any young men listening to this mm-hmm. um, or, as, as we go and think about what we're going to say to, to young men in our lives, 
uh, and ask him, hey, do you know about this Andrew Tate guy? Um, we need to encourage young men, just don't don't settle for a knockoff um, or an artificial version of, of masculinity, right? Um, we we have the, the, the true picture uh, in, in Jesus of, of what does it look like to, to use our strength to serve? Uh, what does it look like to to um, be a man as, as God intended it. So um, yeah, all, all the, all the, the knockoff versions out there, um, whichever version out there um, is, is just that, right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's artificial. um, It's hollow. um, It's a veneer. And so just don't, don't settle for, for a knockoff version of, of masculinity when, when you've got Jesus. So good. a, A real example. So, yes. So good. Do not settle. We were made for so much more. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Vince. And yeah, thank thanks, you all Dan. for listening. I, I, I love how your podcast um, just just answers these questions in real time that people are asking. So, um, yeah, I was lo- I was looking for articles, Christian articles on Andrew Tate um, last night and it couldn't find much, right? Because no. we're a little bit behind the eight ball. So I'm glad this episode is is dropping and that you're, you're leaning into this and, and helping equip uh, parents and youth workers and, and just Christians. Um, to to engage these things. So keep going. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Vince. And thank you everybody for listening to all things for this bonus episode on Andrew Tate. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to all things with me, Jen Oshman, where we look at current events and cultural trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. So we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now.